What's up, everybody? It's your boy Slim City Live, and this is a special episode of First and Wild featuring my mother. This is going to be one of the, my greatest episodes ever. Hi, Mommy. Hi, son. <laughs> happy, happy Mother's Day. Thank you, thank you. you did, you're doing, and you did an amazing job. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Yeah. So, so I wanted you to, um, I wanted you to interview because, uh, like, this one, you have to turn your phone off, mommy. Come on. Mommy, you have to turn the phone off. Come on, mommy. Just put what your phone it? on silent. Just phone on silent, please. All right, so I wanted to interview because, uh, since I moved back from North Carolina, like, you know, I, I just feel like our conversations, you know, have been, uh, Different in the sense of like you know, a mother and a son like as in a like sometimes we have very adult conversations and sometimes still talk to me like I'm 12 years old but and sometimes I still I feel like I'm 12 when you're talking to me, but at the same time, it's it, it is a great conversation. So you know, I I I really believe in like uh, giving people their flowers while they're here. So I just, I just, the more I thought about this, is it's like, this is something I could have forever, that I could really cherish. And, you know, I just want to take advantage of this because people are not, a lot of people I know, people I don't know, aren't able to have, you know, parents to, like, rejoice and appreciate it, um, you know, put on Instagram or take pictures with. So I just feel like I need to just appreciate you every day. It goes by. So, uh, to start with, like, where you were born, things like that. Where were you born? Well, first of all, um, <laughs> never done this before. That's but fine. I do my best. You're going to do a great job. So, um, this is all about Mother's Day and the mother by my my son that I, I love so much. Mm -hmm. Um He's very special, very special to me. I have two kids, two boys, two twins, and they're very special. They're real special children, and they're very different. And I appreciate both of them for who they are. They're a gift to me, and I thank God for them every day. I want to wish all mothers out there a happy Mother Day, because it is such a privilege to be a mother and their mothers, who are not biological, but they've done so great a job with other people's children. And I know he asked me where I was born, but I just felt I need to do an introduction. Of course. And over the years, um, mothering Omar and Nicholas, I felt like I had to mother other children because it was such a pleasure being a mother. I have met up with kids from um, from school, from elementary, then to middle school, high school, and college. And we still have kids who come around from that era and come here, and I still feel like I'm mothering them. So I thank God for that. It's something that I enjoyed. And I, if I had a choice in life to do it all over, that's what I would have done all over. It was such a great time of life. So, um, 
my name is Beverly, and I was born in Kingston, Jamaica, to Isilda and Harold Morgan. And he had five girls. Yeah. It was something else. Living in a home with five girls was very interesting because we were all so different. And from that experience, it has taught me that you have five kids, you have five different kids. You have two kids, you still have two different kids. And you have to see in each of them what is so special about them. And you love them for who they are and the difference that they are. So, so, uh, and uh, you were the oldest, correct? Yeah, I was the eldest child. So, I took on the role of um, the, of course, the, the main person, the main sister, of course. And it, it gave you a different perspective and responsibility because you always feel like you were caring for other people. And out of that maybe came my loved profession of being a, a registered nurse. Because there I was... Um, taking care of um, my siblings with my mom and my dad there, of course, and also moving to a profession where I took care of people. So that was really, it's like a, a win-all, really. So what was like the most annoying thing, like growing up with four, four sisters? Because... How far apart were you? I want to say our Marcia was the second. Yeah, old. my my sister Marcia was just a year younger than okay, me. Okay, okay, a year younger. Okay. And she um, she started working before me, and one of the I think that annoyed her was that because she was working, she was able to buy stuff, clothes, and stuff, and then I would like try to get them to wear. That used to annoy her, mm -hmm. but I felt like I was entitled. Because yeah. I was a big sister. Yeah. And then my other sisters, um, we were like another two year apart. And then I migrated. Um, no, no, that's too, that's too fast. What was like growing up in Jamaica in those days? <laughs> oh, you want that? Yeah, oh, like what was... Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Yeah, so um, growing up in Jamaica was... I guess because you maybe don't you come here in the states and you see what you did back then, you saw how wonderful it was. It was very vibrant lifestyle. There is it's always fun and a free feeling, and I'm comparing it I guess with what I see here, and in that time the era of the fifties and the sixties and the seventies, when it was a free life. It, it felt like there was no harm to come to you. You were afraid of silly things like ghost stories. You were afraid of the Rastaman. Wait, In comparison, why, why are you afraid of the Rastaman? We, we were. We were. What? Because they, they, they portrayed like people who you were scared of because of the beard and the long hair. And... That was what we were most scared of. I mean, we would do things, and our parents had said, "You wait until the last man come up the street," so, and that would put a little fear in you. So, wow! I have because 
me growing up, I have a completely different. Exactly. Idea but Jamaica, it was the the, the, the Rastaman or if or if a policeman or something. But those people you used to be that scared them. I think it was the beard and the long hair that created that sense of fear in you. Is that why you never let us grow our hair long? I don't know, maybe subconsciously it had an effect on it because back then in Jamaica, Rastaman was seen as people who smoke weed. I mean, people who were, you fear them because of how they look. And not until I really grew up and come to the States, I even realized that um, a lot of other people do things like that. Yeah. They grow their hair and they smoke weed. I, I didn't I didn't realize that I was so sheltered in that way because in Jamaica the things that the kids here experience and what we did was so different. it's so different. It, we just never was exposed to to a lot of things here. Especially the poorer kids here being exposed to so much violence and they see so much that when a sh- a child in a middle income in Jamaica I don't know for everybody, but I know I wasn't exposed that yeah. much to all of that. So, what what did um, how did you guys make money? How did I mean, Grandma was a stay-at-home yeah. mom. Um, back then, most of the mothers, ninety percent of mothers, stayed home and take care of family. Um, so we didn't have problems with babysitting. We didn't have problems with um being a, a latchkey child. I think that's mm. what they call it. Yeah. And um, so mom was always home when they get home. And you, as a girls, you were taught so much stuff because mom is there to teach you cooking, cleaning, and you took, by the time you get to like middle school, you were taking care of your own laundry. You know how to do it. Girls knew to do a lot of stuff. So different from the children here. At those, so you're saying age. women in these areas are what, worthless? No, they're not worthless. <laughs> but... Teasing money. Um, I don't know if they're really given the opportunity because of the lifestyle in that everybody works, everybody gets home, everybody hurrying, lots of homework, um, lots of projects. I don't don't know. Maybe that has an influence on it. Or everything is so easy, accessible, fast food, and you have good fast food, so I guess... We don't have the um, the need for that. Mm. So, 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 what was it like going to school? So, okay, now you're a big sister. You're the oldest. We're in school. Like, when did you kind of start like dating? Well, um, I didn't even realize that in elementary school, um, which um, I'm trying to figure out what age that was. But I didn't Element- realize... Elementary is like, let's say, 6 to... Here in America, it's 6 to 11. Yeah. Well, I guess those things weren't on our minds. We went to school because education was important. Um, the parents was... It's either education, athletics, or, or learning a trade. And... That was a focus and get to high school. So we never really, boys weren't that important. No, it wasn't that important. I, I didn't remember at that age thinking that boys were all that important. It was just like, no, I, I don't want to say. Getting school done 
Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not saying boys are important or women are important when you're younger. But I mean, you hit puberty. Things are, you just start to notice things different. You're yeah. interested in different things. Yeah, like, when we when we got into um, high school, then of course we saw the boys and we liked the boys and we chit chit uh, we chit chat among girls and we know who we like and we like. But but our focus. The group of girls that I I moved with in high school mm-hmm. were the, the untouchables. We weren't going to make any boy get to us because we weren't going to be failures. So we we were very... But, of course, there were the girls who, like, the boys were all there. They thought about it. Mm-hmm. So boys, boys, and they would do things like get into bathroom, smoke a little cigarette, and... Boys on the football team, they would get all excited about them and everything like that. But, but there was that set of girls who um, knew that they were going to be some type of professional woman or whatever. So so we never really, it wasn't really like our focus. Like Is that, it, can, can you say that for you and all your sisters or are we just talking about you and who you me and my sisters, but we did we did talk we talked to boys, of course. But we knew that I mean to get pregnant was like what? We never see pregnant nurses in Jamaica. Even when I um graduated, we never see pregnant teachers. We never see people I remember when I was in my final year, that's when um one nurse moved in and um she had a family and that was like a big thing. Not that it's it's not a good thing to give everybody an opportunity, but I really believe that... It was frowned upon. Yeah, it was frowned upon. And um, should I... Should I... Should I say that was good or bad or um, to... I mean, um, is it one of those things where when you... In the moment when you were there, it wasn't good. But when you, it, look, when you look back at it now, yeah, it's like it wasn't right, a big deal. Right. And then, then, it was like everybody frowned at it. Everybody frowned at it. <clears throat> Without understanding it. Yeah. And, and what happened that when, if girls got pregnant, they were sent to, like, the country, and they would have these babies. They would, and for some reason, then they come back, and it's like nothing happened. And we didn't even know some of these stuff. Yeah. You understand? And um, I guess some of the same things that are happening now did happen then, but... As 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 kids and as even teenagers, for some reason those things weren't weren't our focus. Mm. We didn't get involved in this. TV wasn't there to tell you who is dating whose wife and who is yeah. no. It, it it didn't go. It wasn't until into the eighties nineties that that sort of lifestyle became more um, Pro- pro- you know prominent in Jamaica and, and it was like no big deal. And of course, I think it's influenced by Hollywood. Yeah. The way it went. So, what was it like growing up in Jamaica? Like when Bob Marley was Bob Marley. Like. Well, I remember when I was a. I mean, I think Bob Marley somehow got his. Um, I don't. I want to. I don't want to say fame, but. Uh, when he when he died. Don't you think he got his fame or his popularity then? Mm. Because a lot, I don't think a whole lot of people, he was that 
everybody knew, especially if he wasn't in this circle of music. So I don't know because I knew um, of him. But, but you ne- was, so you've never seen Bob Marley live and never. Um, like I think never. I saw him once in a concert in Montego Bay. But I don't think he was that popular at that time with Rita Marley. I mm. think so. That's that's interesting. Come yeah. here, you watch any documentary now and they can show those old clips. Old clips, yeah. Him but you see, then again... When he got shot. I and, think, well, you were living in Jamaica when he got shot. Yeah, but then the thing is, that wasn't my interest. I didn't have that... Oh, you didn't like music? Went into music? Like yeah, that? you, you okay. hear regular music and mm-hmm. you know Barry G was on the radio and I used to like Barry G mm-hmm. on the radio and thing. But it's not like it's not like you get into it like now. Mm. I, I don't think I really did. No, I don't think I did. I think I was I think I really was focused so much on Were you running for you talking to me? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I think I was more focused on um academic in academics and getting my career because I, I, I didn't want to be not having a career and So you you yeah. didn't want to be a you didn't want to be a stay-at-home mom? Um, not, no. I, I didn't really want to stay at home. I never see myself like I'm going to grow up and be a stay-at-home. No, is I that, knew I was going to, I wanted to be a professional woman who could. Is that because of, I guess, growing up, you didn't, I mean, is it something that happened when, during childhood seeing grandma? grandma? Yeah. Uh, well, my father, my father worked very hard. He was a hard-working man. God bless him. And he provided for us. So when it comes to worrying of whether we're going to have or not, that didn't bother me either because I know my father would provide. What, what did he do? He used to be a trucker for Alcon, Alcon, Jamaica. Okay, that's his driver. So they drew the bauxite and, yeah, worked very hard. Mm. A man who just put his hand at everything and, and I just followed him and loved him dearly. So now we're now we're in like let's say we're in I guess when did you start decide you graduated high school and you decided to go to nursing school what year? Yeah, I remember that. I decided I I graduated. I got my we used to do the common entrance exam, which is um, I guess it's um, we do the general. I don't know what it is, but it's like hey, you do common entrance and then you do high school exam, the GCE, which mm-hmm. is based out of England. And depending on how many subjects you pass, then you can get into certain vocations, nursing, teaching. And I was um, I was more bent in, in the nursing field, and my other sisters did teaching, and then one of them did secretarial work. She was the one who worked first. Mm-hmm. I think that. So um, I knew I was heading in the field of nursing. Is that something you had to pay for? Or no? No, we didn't have to pay for the nursing courses. We just moved in. We had to qualify, pass exams uh-huh. and qualify and then we interviewed and just like a regular um, school going to college here like FIU. But this and then we're going. You, there's no paying for No, we never paid for any. Never paid for that. But if you didn't pass your different courses at different levels you fall out. Mm. Right. You just... So is that, is that what I say? Are you in your 20s yet when you start? Do you think you're in your 20s? In, my, in nursing, yes, because I got married at 25. So I had already 
finished nursing by 23 and then continued on to do the midwifery, be a midwife. So, um, wait, so you were doing the midwife before you went into the OBGYN? No, 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 no. We did, we, we did regular nursing course and then you go into midwifery as a specialty. So, okay, so wait, this, when did you meet, where did you meet that? Um, I, w I met dad in, um, Bermuda. Bermuda? When I, but I knew of him in Jamaica. Wait, wait, his wait. cousin. Wait, his wait, cousin wait. went to school. What? Wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, wait, wait, yeah, okay. So, you met daddy in Bermuda? But I knew of him from Jamaica. You know, you gotta she talk into the mic. I knew of him through Peaches. Oh, Peaches. Right. Okay, I know of Peaches. Right. But I went to Bermuda on vacation yeah. where the team was playing there and I met them there. Just randomly? Yeah. And but you, I knew of him. But you never met him in Jamaica, but you officially no, met him in Bermuda. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then came back and we sat down. Oh. What did you like about him? What did I like about him? <laughs> <laughs> This is about Mother's Day, right? No, no, we're learning. Everybody, we're learning here. No, no, we don't. No, this is first. You don't know what you liked about him? I, I thought he was. When we are talking to him, like, when we got to talk. Um, he he looked quiet and like he wasn't a while, because in Jamaica, um, people who play sports they tend to they very have a lot of girlfriends, mm -hmm. and I was fearful of that all the way in school, but he just looked like he was going to be a quiet, saint-type person, like he would never, ever. Is it, well, Daddy looks quiet. Yeah, but he's a, he's a lot of undertone. Oh. Yeah, but you learn that way. So, so, so. all right, woman, 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 I got this, trust me. All right, so you got married at 25, so how did you... Did you always want to move to America? Did you always want to move to Florida? Well, then the opportunity came, and I moved to the United States. And at that time, they were sponsoring nurses like crazy, especially the nurses who did midwifery. We were like, um, I want to say... High demand? High demand, because yeah. we were like, we were good. We were good at this. The, the nurses from England and, and Jamaica were good. Good, because most of us did midwifery. So when we come here, we went straight into obstetrics, and then it went on like that. But so, um, wait, wait. So, so when they when they reach out to you, is it like a signing bonus? Move here, expedited yeah, them, citizenship. They, 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 yeah, they they move you here, and they they give you room and board, and they sponsor you. The hospital. Yeah. And that was Mercy Hospital. So you've been working at Mer you were working at Mercy Hospital for like almost fifteen years, mm. and then went to Jackson, which was a good move. So growing up in Jamaica, um, um, the the um, it was it was the reggae music, and about that time, the dance 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 music in the eighties. Yeah, it started to get more popular. And, um, but then it was, it was a certain group that moved with it because it was a very gyrating type dance. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, you know, when we grew up, it was, you know, you spin and you 
different things, but the gyrating of that and the big sound boxes and all that yeah. sort of thing started to, to move in, right? Um, some of the good things about school was the discipline. School was such such a disciplined place and um, it was a lot of respect for teachers. It was respect for your headmaster. When your teacher entered your classroom, you stood up out of respect. Um, when you, uh, they gave us lunches at school. Um, we had sports day. I mean, it was it was really. I mean, looking back at it, it, it was really really good, and we maybe didn't even appreciate it as much. Um, everybody' goal was to pass that common entrance exam. Our parents would spend money and extra classes just for us to pass that exam because we know once we got that exam, we were going to high school, and that was a plus. Mm. So, so that was it, that. That was very, very good. We wore uniforms, so we didn't have this problem that they have here with who is wearing what designer, whatever. So that distraction was never there. We wore a uniform, and at like the end of the term. Um, we get a chance to wear our dresses or everybody could dress up how they like. That was really nice because everybody was skinny and everything and wear their little dresses. We didn't wear short shorts or anything like that. School. No, it was, a, it was a respectful time. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when you went to school, it was boys and girls or just school? Boys and girls. Always go to co-ed schools. Yeah, okay. always. But they, they were also girls' school and boys' school. Okay. Yeah. So we look forward to, to that um, full time of getting to wear our, our dresses. I remember that very well. And then we, and then um, summertime, we had to go to the country to live with some grandparent, or we go to Denby shows. But everything What's was that? like family. Say before I'll that. guide you. Don't worry about it. What I said before it. No, you're talking about graduation, wearing your dresses to graduation. Going up to see family in the country, grandfather oh, picking you up summertime. in the summertime. Yeah, in summertime. So sorry about that, guys. Unfortunately, of course, this would happen. Um, oh, it wasn't recording for a while. That's my fault. I don't know what's going on, but such is life. Uh, so we're gonna pick up on uh, my mom. My mom now. So you moved to America in what year? I think it was in seventy. I think it was about in seventy-seven. So, was it like a culture shock for you? Yes, it was, because um, I came and I couldn't believe the things that people talk about so openly, like they had an abortion, they were divorced in Jamaica, those things were taboo, we don't, we don't, your parents talk about it with their friends, but they don't talk about those things in front of you, and you when I came here, people were just like, it was like a common talk. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that was frightening. That was a culture shock, the way people... So at any time, point in your job, did you have to perform abortions, anything like that? Well, in Jamaica, we work in the, in the operating, the man operating room, and, and that was a part of, of the job. To do yeah. some doctors, that's what they do, and you, you work as a nurse, you participate in it until... It got a little bit to me because I couldn't stand all of that, and I just moved out of that area. I went somewhere else. Um, 
So what was it like when, so you get pregnant, you're excited to be a mother. So what, what was that like? Well, um, so it, 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 is, it is a very, um, it is an experience that I guess, can't be compared to anything else because we we wanted children mm-hmm. and I wanted to be a mother really bad mm-hmm. and I thank God up to today I thank him for giving me the opportunity because I was married I I knew what I wanted for family mm-hmm. I know what my values were and I was ready to take on being a mother the best mother in the world this was the best part of my entire life. That's the only thing in my life. That if I was asked if I wanted to do again, I would do it. That whole time in my life. So you you weren't you weren't scared of having children? Like just Never. you you wasn't scared of like raising children? No. In I Florida? knew I knew I had in me what is needed to have some children and grow them well. And I think I did a very good job. No, you did a great and job. And I, the thing about my growing up, my children, is that I grew up other people's children along with my children. So that was, I look forward to having other people's children join the group of my two children. Mm-hmm. And um, it, was, it was very good. It, it was, I don't want to delve on it that people think I'm a, you know, you know, I think I'm the best mom in the world, but I, I do think... I think, But I think everybody thinks that their mom yeah, is the best mom in the world. Over. And um, it's a privilege, and uh, it, it, was it... Was it ever hard? The, the, the toughest part about it was um, the babysitting issues. That's a big part of, of, of the children's lifestyle here. In Jamaica, because of guess the mothers stay home, then um, it wasn't a problem. But here, I can see they, they did have people work in Jamaica, but grandmother was there to keep them. Yes, that. But here, everybody works, even grandmother. So um, we worked out. We worked out a thing where um, we had four car seats and. They have four car seats? Yeah, four car seats, two in each car. And what we used to do, we used to meet each other. I still meet the kids. I work um, 3 to 11. And um, dad will go to work. And I still meet the kids. And then I take them. And then I meet him somewhere. And we switch the kids. So daddy used to be at home with us alone? Oh, yeah, a lot. That, I, when I, yeah, when I go to work in the evening. That didn't make you nervous? No. He was an excellent father. He took care of his kids. He loved them. Mm. He did extra stuff. <laughs> I just can't picture Daddy waking up at like... Oh, yeah. He, you know, one of the things I'll always remember is that those school bags were packed and by the door. And every morning, he got up and he would get everybody ready and they were never late for school. Oh, yeah. he, took, he had to drive it to school without... The school did not have bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, we didn't go to a local school. Didn't miss school and never late. No. Those principals were, you know. Yeah, yeah, ready. daddy. So yeah. He loved that. He loved it. And he would take in the evenings and go to the field and 
because we were older parents, of course, so, yeah. you know, it, 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 yeah, that, it, it was good. Never leave, never, never leave, never leave you guys not going someplace or try to leave your home and give anybody to babysit. No, you would take care of kids. And another thing that was, that leave fresh in memory is that um, on Christmas morning when we had all the gifts, he would put both of you in the car and he would drive and drop off the gifts. And Conrad was, I mean, he would go down to Conrad. Yeah. Conrad was such a big part of our life. Yeah. Really a nice part of our life. We yeah, really Conrad. having that chat. Yeah, to Leone's son, right? Yeah. Yeah. Conrad, my godson. He's a, he's a very interesting person in the sense of like, you know, a very... He's uh, deeper than you think. Yeah. Very deep. And I didn't realize he was so deep. No, he's I, a deep guy. I just remember going over there as, as a child. It's like this energy's super annoying, and yeah. me as us again at eight because I think I don't know how much younger he is than us, but it's like as he got older and you know through social media and mm -hmm. even small conversation is like you just see the evolution of um, yeah, it was people. A nice, he, he was he was really yeah. he was really nice, and he loved to hang out with us. Yeah, yeah, he did. He and, did, and he reminded me one time, which I didn't even realize that he was noticing it. He said, you remember, whenever there was a, whenever you had a birthday, he would always be with us. And he said, I used to take them to the library, take everybody oh to the God, library. Yes. You had to read a book, yeah. discuss the book, before we could go to the bounce cars. And he said, you, somebody used to complain, I don't know if it's you or Nick, and he would say, don't worry about it because or Nick used to say, Don't worry about it because when when we're finished we're gonna go to to go to the car place. They know we're gonna have a good time. Yeah, alright, so just the back background story on that. So pretty much any type of back in the days I guess sleepover parties were like a big thing. Yeah. At an elementary school. Yeah. So of course when we had a sleepover party, I never forget this, we were fifth grade. Uh we had to go we we my mom took us to the library down south. So this is the library off of, uh, I think it's the Caribbean Way? Yeah, it's on Caribbean Boulevard. Caribbean Boulevard. And then after we went to, I want to say, Grand Prix. So that's off A Street, which is about maybe a 20, 30 minute drive. And I don't know how she got all of us in the car or how we got there. But it was like eight of us, eight to ten of us. So that was, that was my mom. You know, she no matter what it was, activity going on, it was a little bit of learning, then a, a lot of fun after this is like down Miami days, so I was playing pop one football at South Dade, um, and then I was playing a little bit of basketball over at Coral Reef. And my mom, she was able to uh, afford to put a little backcourt in the, in our backyard. I love that house actually. Mm -hmm. I really like the house, just the setup of it, the, the back, the yeah, back room. Yeah, another kid just come over there. Yeah, so we were we were the house where everybody came by, yeah, bikes in front of the house, mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah. And, and I remember we had a little puppy. Oh, Zach. Uh, a scooter. I think it was a scooter. Scooter, scooter, scooter. A scooter got bitten by the neighbor's dog. Doberman. Yeah. And then y'all left him in a... And we left him. <laughs> and I didn't want you guys to know that he died. And you all kept asking every time we passed, did the dog die? And I keep saying no. And you all kept asking for the dog. And then, one and, day, then I, and then one day, I just said, the dog died. And then you had to stop asking about the dog. No, so it, it, no, it, that it didn't happen. It made me feel like 
you know, you try to hide some things from children and it's bothering them. No. I want you to tell them the truth. Let me, no, I remember what happened. What happened was y'all put Scooter in a box in the backyard. Yes. And then we found it. No, Christina found it. But we took him up to the to the vet. But he was he was all stiff and, and dead. Yeah, but we had to cremate him. But we didn't want y'all to know the dog died. You see, you try to save your kids. So, yeah, and guess. that's another thing. You try to save your kids from pain and realize that they're in more pain because they don't understand. Yeah. I learned that lesson from that. Yeah. But once I told you that the dog, both of the dog had died, then you all didn't ask for the dog anymore. <laughs> it was okay. It was settled. You all yeah. <laughs> that was funny. So, uh, so what, what was it and like? Then, go, go, go. And then we looked forward to we went to Caliocho. We we did not do anything because of the kids and we always have somebody as child with us. Oh Caliocho Carnival. Yeah. yeah. Down everything. in Miami. We went to everything. Yeah. Everything. So what about and we did a lot of vacations with um with Stephanie. Me and Stephanie and you and Daniel and Michael. Yeah. We did a lot of vacations. I used to love going on, on vacations with Stephanie. We we just we just fun. Yeah, we, we just money. We li- we Rich. clicked together and we we didn't worry about the money. Mm. We just spend and we just give the kids a good time. We had a good time. We had a good time. No Arland Orlando trips were legendary. Yeah. Unforgettable. Yeah. And and um Roxanne. Yeah. And then children from um um Jamaica when oh, Renee yeah, yeah, and Renee. them come up, we yeah. go up with them. So that, yeah. those things were really nice in that van. Remember that? Yeah, van? the van, yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh, those man. are good. Funny enough, it, it we we just we just never spare anything. It was just fun, just fun. fun. No, we had like childhood was definitely. Yeah, that's good. I it was very nothing. good. Yeah, it was yeah. very good. It was fun. only that only thing I say I used to get kind of upset in childhood is like I never got the shoes that I wanted. Yeah, it's always come. Yeah, because I never got the shoes, and yeah. I remember Daddy used to be mad because like. I never, I never was able to take advantage of wearing like kid shoes, cause my feet were so big. Big, yeah. So I but was it, buying. But the men's... thing is, we never, we never indulge in any designer things. We just buy what suits you. Mm. I appreciate that now. No, yeah, we, we never, we never like you had to wear a this and you had to wear no. Uh uh-uh. Even always the high school, you. But you know what was crazy? My my thing was what I used to tell Daddy is all the time. Cause me and he would sit here and argue about. Basketball shoes. I just used to say, I never forget one year I had to play in these Dada's, Chris Webber Dada's. I hated these shoes. But you see, that time I didn't know all of that. No, 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 sports. no, no. I understand what you're saying, but I'm just going back to an experience. And it was like, they were such a heavy shoe. Oh. You know? And I was like, this can't work. Like, just, just like... Older now, like you need shoes that you play basketball in, then you have to have shoes that you walk around. Right, but but, but just, I know you don't know that now. I'm from Jamaica, we just wear one shoe. Shoe, yeah. One shoe. So you have a Sunday school shoes, and then you have another shoes that you wear. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't have brothers who would you would do mm-hmm. that, you know, that type of. Daddy thing. knew, and Daddy yeah. tried to buy me some stupid Airwalks. I never forget that day. We was in Athlete's Foot in uh, Cutler Ridge Mall. So everybody that from Southwest Miami, and you know about Cutler Ridge Mall. I know you knew I had athletes foot in there, and I was trying to buy some shoes for back to school, and my dad wanted me to buy Airwalks, and I was so pissed. I was so pissed. I'm like, Daddy, I'm black. You're not wearing Airwalks. What Airwalks is what? Like white skater, like people that skateboard and 
Bro oh, I didn't know that. I was like, I I'm not looking that. at him like, yeah. like he, yo, daddy did not care. At least I could explain this to mommy and mommy was like, okay, I kind of understand what you're saying. But daddy was like, you look stupid, you look stupid. So I guess sometimes. I was like, no, you don't do this. To, like, it's don't purposely. It's one thing if you could, it's one thing that you can't make this happen. But it's another thing if you just, you can't and just like, whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like. I feel like that sometimes. But what was it like? So also another thing that I I uh I I I might have complained back then, but I look back on it now with a lot of pride is that your involvement with us in school. Like just mm-hmm. speak about from elementary, even just being in daycare at your job. Because we were to, we did daycare at your yeah. job at Mercy. Yeah, it got better because daycare opened up Mercy and, yeah. and we we, I took Nick, I took you all to just to work. That was a three to eleven shift, and then we, and then Dad come for you, and then we go on and have dinner in the cafeteria with you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what what was that like? Um, so just talk about the involvement of like us in school and oh, well, being that parent. Well, school, um, school was like no nonsense, no nonsense. It was like academics, academics, because of course you come from the Jamaican culture where that's what that was a focus. So from um, from kindergarten, I was the mother who was always at school, taking part, field trips, field trips, field trips, PTA constantly, never miss a PTA. And one other thing that uh, something that stand out to me was like. Um, your dad was in Day County. We are in Davie at the PTA, and he's driving all the way up to come to come to the PTA. They have PTA meetings in Davie, Florida. Yeah, at um, West um, Nova. What was I about West Lab? Oh no, I'm just saying that at at West. At what Lab, time? I went. Oh, we went to PTA in the evening. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I remember what days exactly, but yeah. we always we're always at PTA. Yeah. And then I remember. When um, I was often every Friday, I used to go to Westlaw to help with remedial reading with the kids at school. So I was always over by Westlaw. I didn't know that. Every I didn't trip. Know that. Oh yeah, Miss Thomas was in your your teacher with um uh-huh. with um what's her name son um, Jason. And she yeah. used to give Jason a hard time, and I used to sort of I stood up for Jason in school because she yeah. used to give Jason a hard time. Yeah. That teacher. Yeah. Um, Shout him up, cause Jason. Yeah, yeah. She's a, and Jason. Mama used to be this. It's Jason at home. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then when we went to Nova, when we went to Nova, I went and I remember when we were in the eleventh grade. I remember you said to me, "Mom, you don't have to come to no any more field trips. We're okay now." No, it was. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. It, they said, no, but I enjoy the field trips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember um, one moment is really sticks out to me. Uh, we're doing the FCAT learning or FCAT something, and you were you were just always there. I mean, you know, I, I can. I, you know, it's great. I have a daughter now, and I, I want to be that parent. Like that's the parent I want to be. Because yeah. I see like the the benefits of it, just the, the foundation it sets and the tone it sets with the child, like from here all the way down to forever. It's just, 
and I, I mean, of course, the parenting evolves every generation, and there's some things, of course, I would do differently, but the, the goal is the same. And there's some things, and there's a lot of things I would say I would do exactly the same. You know what I mean? I would love to be the parent that is always can go to those school events and things like that. Like, I strive to be that because, like I said before, I see how important it is. Mm-hmm. But um, do you... So, um... Ooh, what do you want to talk about now? Um, then there was... Um, oh, an I, I, outstanding moment was the first morning we went to Nova to start um, middle school. Miss Stevens was the principal. Uh-huh. And I remember it was me and Auntie Annette. Uh-huh. And we, we both meet up there and y'all there. And we went to the classroom four or five times to say bye, bye, bye. And then we came back when we were waiting on lunchtime. We stood out the front and Miss Stevens said, Parents, you need to go home. They're okay. We're going to take good care of them. We are. We're going to take good care of them. But couldn't leave because it's like a new world where everybody was like, it wasn't uniform that time. It was closed. And it was like, what? We didn't wear uniform in elementary school either. Did we wear uniform? No, No, at West Lab. Yeah, you did. At West Lab. West Lab. Remember where West Lab? West Lab wear uniform. Oh. Yeah. And then, yeah, it was khaki and some, I don't remember yeah. that. And then when, when we went to middle, it was like, everybody's so dressed up in this place. And I'm like, oh gosh, did I make the right choice? And then Miss Stevens, we'll never forget her. She was like, we're going to take good care of them. Don't worry. I mean, and it stood out in the parking lot. All till lunchtime, we would never leave to go home. And, we, and then by evening, we were back out <laughs> again. So I was very active in the PTA, and of course I joined the group in talking about uni- We didn't call it uniform; we called it unified dress code. Ha! Huh. So that's your. That's thing. how we got that unified dress code. Thanks, mom. A lot of parents, and I stood up for that. Why? Because I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't take the fact that kids were going to school to learn. And they look like they're in a dress competition. Where is your focus? My shoes that I'm going to wear this morning, or my belt, or whatever. It's just all about school. It takes away the pressure of everybody, whether they can afford the sneakers mm-hmm. or, the, or the designer shirt. It took that pressure off the kids. And they didn't need no more pressure than what mm-hmm. they had. So let's talk about, let's, let's talk about more about um, like the the pretty much being a mother every day and at your job. Yeah, because you're bringing in life into the world on a daily basis. So you're kind of like... Well, um... You mean the career of seeing kids... Being born. Um, well, it it was a happy... It's it's one of the happiest part of nursing, I would say, is uh, working in OB. It was very fulfilling. And of course, there were sad moments when people really wanted the kids. Kids born with issues. And 
all this other stuff. And then, and then when I came here and I, I saw how many kids were born to single parent was very, that was a frightening thing. Because in Jamaica, it, that had started to happen, of course. Mm-hmm. And I guess it was happening before because that's why some kids were missing in the summer and come back. And later on in life, we learned that these people had went out and had kids, went to the country to get kids. But here, it was so much single mothers. It was like, gosh, what's going to happen to these children? That was very burdensome on me. And some of them were so young. Some of them didn't need somebody to take care of them. Some of them never had a birthday party in their lives, but they had a baby shower. All those little things came together. Um, I, 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 I was really worried. And like I couldn't do anything about it. Then there was the period of um, the HIV, mm-hmm. when these kids were born with HIV, and sometimes some of the partners don't even know they have it. And you couldn't tell them. Nobody was entitled. Was supposed to say anything. That, so, that was wor- That was another worrying part because when we hear in nursing, that's when HIV came about, and we saw the devastation that that caused. So, when people, when when someone had HIV and they had a child, didn't the person have to tell them that the child had had it as well, or? Yeah, they eventually, but. Um, before they leave the hospital, right? Yeah, they they had to, and 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 another thing was the um, the I saw that more in the in the in each hospital had a different way of dealing with certain things, and you learn how the poor people kids get more tested, <clears throat> picturing with um, born from drug drug addicts, even regular marijuana, those kids are like jittery and he was wondering why these kids we never see that in JA kids because we're in in Jamaica and that was something that stood out. In Jamaica, of course everything was an exception. Um, when Oman was pregnant, it was such a special time in her life that she didn't even she eat nothing wrong. <laughs> if she smoked she stopped here they would do the drugs. They would do everything. It, that was that was a culture shock to see so many babies born and who had parents um, was smoking marijuana. Mm. So that was a good culture. Yeah, and you ever smoked marijuana? No, never in my life. Ever smoked a cigarette? Never in my life. Mm. It just it just and I'm very I'm I'm very proud that you're not doing that. Very proud. I don't think I'll... Because, and, and I had an experience when I was in, in nursing where I saw somebody smoke it and got psychotic. And it was terrible. So I don't know why people believe it's okay to smoke it. That's my personal view mm-hmm. because of my experience. I see people get psychotic. They come in from psychosis of smoking it and have to be shocked and terrible. But are you are do you understand that good people and bad people smoke? Of course. Yeah. Now I see that. Of course now I see that. 
and I'm sure when I was growing up it was happening but I never I never was in the in the in the I wasn't in that group that did that. I only think it was Rasta men that smoked marijuana. Mm. I, and, and I really believe when I grew up more, I realized that other people were smoking it. But Regular, I just wasn't around them. Yeah, I wasn't in that group. I just never knew. Mm. You see, it, it's like you go to school, you come home, you play, you do the da da da. Those things that weren't. Those things, I guess, I guess we never paid attention to it because it wasn't that interest. Okay, so I mean, so what is um, it like? What is it like now to be a mom and your, your your kids have kids? Like, how does it feel to be a grandmother? Well, oh, uh, is there anything you want to say? I mean, I know you saw you brought notes. You can um, you can speak on that stuff now if you want. Uh, one, one, and, and, and something about growing up that um, that I remember too is that when family came or your parents' friends came over, and you were all like sitting in the living room, you had to get yourself nicely dressed and come out, and you had to say good evening to everybody. And everybody, nobody was calling you like hey or um, Carol or Joan. No, your auntie. Everybody was anti Bev, mm -hmm. anti Carol, anti thing. It, it was a respect thing. And I mean, it followed right through. Even now, people, kids that I know, they, they don't call you um, by your first name. And, and, and when, and um, it, it, showed, it showed some respect. And when your parents um, went back to, when they come to visit and you were sitting in that place and everybody was talking. You couldn't um, butt into conversations, and it, you just stood there. You said your good evening, and how is this? And they ask you how are you doing, how are you doing at school, and da da da. They they talk, but you couldn't like be being rude and butting into your parents' conversation. And you know when you had to leave, you just excuse yourself. You go outside and you play with your your cousins and whoever come, or friends, children. Mm. But you didn't sit in there and be giving your opinion. Was it right? The, the whole thing of children was seen and not heard. Um, was it right? It's, that's another conversation another time. Another thing in, in Jamaica that when I look back, um, there's a lot of parents in Jamaica who beat their children very bad. Mm -hmm. I I never, I, I I never ever agree with it. My parents weren't beaten parents. No, they were never beaten parents. They maybe flogged us here and there, but not that horrible beating that I've seen some people do in Jamaica. It was wrong, and I don't agree with it. And even now, I don't agree with parents beating up on children. There, there's a limit. To be. I think once a child is able to understand, don't care how small they are, if they can understand and have reasonable thinking, I'm, I'm not saying you're never ever to clap them, you know, spank them, whatever. But I don't think you just bully them down and just beat them and degrade. 
I, I think it is so wrong to do, and I, and I don't want any of my <coughs> children treat their children like that, and I know it's not going to happen, because they weren't treated like that. Mm. Do you want any like tell any highlight stories about raising me and Nick? No. Like your best memories, I guess. Um. I. Um. I I I I don't want to go back to say how wonderful it was, but um, it was. It 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 was easy in a way because dad was so much a part of it. So I didn't feel stressed out with it mm. because he was there. He was there, he was enjoying it. I mean, there was no doubt of his love. And um, he provided very well for the children. No, I'm just saying not that. I'm saying like your favorite memories. But, oh, I loved it when I forget the day we went here and did this, like that. Um, kind of. I, I loved when we had um. Both of you were always willing to sit down and have a story read. Participated, loved to play, loved the outdoor, loved when we were going out. You always get, you know, the in, when independence to dress yourselves, and we were going anywhere. Both of you would just dress yourselves. And then there came a point when you didn't want to dress alike, and it was okay with me. Um, and then it it was just it was just so good. It it just I mean it, it was it was good. It that's good. I love the birthday parties. I was always feeling proud. I'm I'm, I'm always so proud of, of both of you. I loved when I had to take you out to the games and then we'd pick up um Andrew used to play and um who else? Um Garth. God bless Garth. Garth was such a such a strong boy in his spiritual life, yet mm -hmm. he still is. Still is. No, I mean I think uh I think one of the things that rubbed off between you and, and Daddy was uh Knowing good character, good people to be around you in your life. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell people, I, if I, I, I mean, I don't know if I ever had someone that I could not trust around me, but I always felt like I've been You're blessed safe. to have, yeah, safe. just amazing yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we had we had good people who loved Auntie Leonie, mm -hmm. Auntie Janet, yeah, Auntie Marie, um, Uncle yeah. Austin, Uncle Austin, yeah. yeah. We had good, solid people that we could really. Was parenting and parenting and love their children mm -hmm. and treated kids very well, but it was it was it was really good and 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 um, you know success was was all it was about. I I really did enjoy the the, the going to dropping you all here. I mean I didn't understand a lot of the games. I remember moments when you all play basketball and you know that moment. Yeah, it was good. It no, it's not, it's not necessarily understanding the game more so you being there. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. granted, like, you know, you worked a different shift. So, usually, I think those times you're working overnights. Yeah. So, Daddy was at more games than you. Yeah. 
But I'm telling you, when you used to come to the games, it, it meant more. Yeah, yeah. Don't tell Daddy that though. <laughs> you wouldn't hear it. No, you gonna hear it. No, I doubt it. You gonna hear it. But yeah. I, I know. I just look at it like you know. No, I, but he, I have to no, try but harder. He, he, he always tries his best to be at anything at all that's going on. I used. I remember when Nick was doing step. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I love that thing. I love when we went up to Orlando to mm-hmm. the step show. I love step shows. Yeah. I, I love them to this day. It was so good. Remember in Plantation, I used to, yeah. to compete heavy with Nova. Yeah. I look forward to that thing. Love a step show. Always looking around if I could find a step show. Yeah, those days and the basketball and Nick was in track. Nick was such a competitive child. He would go into anything and, and try to master it. Did you want to say? Yeah. He went into track and field and he did very well. He did very well. When he, step show, you were doing it before. But he went into it and he did very well. I think, I just think Nick, if Nick would have played sports, I think he'd just been a better athlete if he started earlier. Yeah. Cause we might have played sports, but I was playing sports and Nick just kind of, okay, he's doing it, I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah. But he, but he did it well. Yeah. That's the thing. I think when he it. got in high school, like if he would have been, he would have had some success, but if he would have been more serious about like middle school, I think yeah, he would have been way better. Track. He, he did very good. Yeah, he did very good. But he he was a very focused child. Very focused on what he was doing. Very very focused. Anything that he was doing. He was smart. And you were you are just as smart as him, but you just didn't. I I don't think you wanted to put the effort it took. Because maybe take a little more effort, but you couldn't stand to take the time to do that. Don't mommy, you think that when you evaluate yourself? No, mommy, I was never smarter than Nicholas. I, no, I smarter. I'm not, no, I'm not telling you were smart. I didn't tell no, you. No, I know. No, were, no, 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 mommy. I knew from a very young age. Mommy, I'm trying to tell you. I'm talking about four, five, six years old. When Nick would play with toys, it'd just be different. So that lets me sit back and say, oh, I just knew, and it was okay. Let me, and let me, I'll tell you why it was okay because you and Daddy did a very good job of never making it feel like a competition of who's smarter than who, or who's doing this, that, or the third. So yeah. I never felt that way. Yeah. But I knew Nick was smarter. Like she was going to Sunset twice a week. He was taking harder classes, AP classes. Yeah, like, but 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 let me let me fix that because. Something that I always notice with you. You never ever, you are always proud of him and not saying anything like, my brother is so-and-so. You, you, you just, you accept it for what it is and what he does, but you never sound like you're jealous or anything. You never, oh, no. ever, you never ever. And I never forget the night when, when we went to the birthday party over by uh, Biscayne. And you were like really talking and feel proud of your brother. And I just said, you know, he just he just he's just himself. He just he's happy with what he does and he's happy for his brother. And even though his brother works hard for it. He knows it. He works very hard for it. But in my in my thing about you is that I think you have a lot more potential academically. But I take that extra effort you made ready to put it in. Because, and I tell you what, out of my five sisters, I would think that Sonia is the smartest. 
Mm -hmm. She is bright. Yet, um, Ingrid, out of all of them, I think I am the one who had to struggle the hardest. I know that. But I was very persistent because I was going to do it. And that is what I was trying all along to tell you. You, you may not, you, everybody knows after a while, this statement about, I always question it. You can be anything. I always question that statement. That's not true, but I understand what you're saying. You know, because you know, you know how capable you are to do, to fix a TV. Right? So, out of all of my sisters, I knew that Sonia was a little, I mean, a little buzz. Vivian is sharp on that. Ingrid was like, Ingrid was pretty bright herself. And I know where I came in, in a lot. But I knew, and maybe this is why I miss out on seeing things around me. Mm -hmm. Because my focus, that was my focus. I was going to be this nurse. I wanted to do it. I'm going to do it. Okay, what it took. And I, I maybe studied harder than maybe a half of my class, but I was still going to get it. You understand? And I know I was a very photo, photographic learner. I knew that. And when I did my nursing, the brightest girl in my class, she was always working with us. And when I finished, and I did midwifery, I knew that was my, is my whole life came together with that. Mm -hmm. So I would tell any, there's a statement about the brightest child, maybe the one who don't achieve as much as the one, the child that has to try harder. I feel if you try hard at anything you want, and you really, really want it, and you really want to do it, I think you're going to do it. It has its, 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 can I, can I ever be an astronaut? No. I'm not going to be no freaking astronaut because I don't know no science. I don't like all of that study science. Mm -hmm. But I know there's some things I can do if I work very hard at it. And I, and I leave that with people and, and, and children to mothers. Just love your kids, love them differently for who they are, respect them for who they are, and, um, and just do the best for them. They're gonna, they're not gonna go the path that you really want them to go, and you can see ahead of the dangers. But it's hard sometimes for them to see it, and you try to keep them off the path. And sometimes they just have to go down the path. So it's painful for parents, um, but don't give up on them because they'll come back into the fold. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, mommy, anything else you want to say? Um, I think that's it. Okay, you can you can be a guest on the podcast, whatever you want. <laughs> oh, that's what you have to say. No, I'm just saying you can. You can. Um, any, any topic. Anything you want to talk about? Yeah. All right, mom. I just want to say thank you for taking the time out today. And thank you so much for you and um, you and um, Trent. Trent. Oh, doing, today? Oh, yeah. So today my mom wanted to uh, do a stunt removal, but she said it would cost $500. I told her, no, don't do that. That's crazy. 
So Trent and I, uh, we did it ourselves. So we took out our Aki tree and then we replaced it with a West Indian mango tree. Yeah. Yeah, so hopefully. And that's what's my mother's day. Okay, so. Yeah. All right, man. First of all, Happy Parker. Mother's Day to everybody. It's so special. Yeah, so. Um, uh, like, subscribe on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. And as Mr. Lacasse, Lacasse said, just do the right Mommy, thing. Mommy, stop saying that corny stuff. No. Nobody says that. Just do the right thing. No, we used to say we do the damn thing. No, he's, I t I'm telling you, that man, that word stays with me. Just do the right thing. Mm. If you do the right thing, read the word of God, and turn your life over to Christ, you can't go wrong. All right. And what church should we go to, mommy? What church? LifeGate International Christian Center. LifeGate International Christian Center. Where the word is taught. Where the word is taught. All right. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate y'all. Like I said, like, subscribe, share to all your friends and everything like that. All right? Prison Walk Podcast. Happy Mother's Day.